It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 98, we are getting ready for all kinds of Disney magic as we're welcoming the King of Confetti, the Prince of Pandemonium, the Maharaja Mayhem. We have none other than TV icon and legend Rip Taylor stopping in here at the show. You may know Rip from a variety of different things with over 2,000 appearances in film and television. From everything from Jackass, The Brady Bunch Hour, Ed Sullivan Show, David Letterman. You also know him as the Genie from DuckTales the Movie, The Emperor's New School. The list could go on and on from Hollywood Squares, television shows, game shows, movies, film, and more. The TV icon and legend, the Prince of Pandemonium, Rip Taylor, is going to be stopping in here very shortly. And to keep things fun, exciting, and full of magic, you have questions and he has answers. And Aaron's going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We also have Nathan back, who's going to take that trip back in time with This Week in Disney History. And let's not forget what's going on at the Walt Disney World Resorts this week with WDW and 2 with our very own Caitlin. Now the crew is a little light here this week, so we might be getting ready for some Diz Radio dancers, some commercial breaks... Who knows what to expect when you have the King of Confetti stopping in here at the show. So all of you D-Heads, before I get started, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. You can save that money and spend it on what else? Souvenirs and all kinds of memories. Just book that trip through dvc-rental.com and save up to 60% today, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's officially kick off this show. I am excited. Rip Taylor, the TV icon, the crazy man himself, is going to be stopping in here very shortly. So let's officially kick off show number 98. How fitting by heading into Duckburg. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Let's kick off the show.
now on video cassette, a brand new animated adventure from Disney. I finally found it! DuckTales, the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. It's a treasure trove of animation in the classic Disney tradition. Filled with your kids' favorite Disney characters in their first big screen motion picture. And best of all, it's a treasure you can give to your whole family to enjoy together again and again. DuckTales, the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Yours to own for only $22.99. It's the next great Disney collectible. Hi, this is Rip Taylor. Could you pee? Could you die? And you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> Rip Taylor said so. Disney On Demand yourself. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. From the planet Melmac, help! From down to Earth, Rip Taylor! From broadcast journalism, Edwin Newman! From television and nightclub, Fred Wibber! From the young and the wrestler, Stephen Ford! From General Hospital, Ben Noah Hughes! From TV and film, Chris Levin. From the facts of life, Mindy Cohn. And from the center square, Shirley Jones. They are the new Hollywood. 
Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig, you know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 98 for the week of February 5th, 2015, and I am excited as we are having the one and only, the Prince of Pandemonium, the King of Confetti, Rip Taylor stopping in. I am excited. Tomorrow is my birthday. I'm having a Disney celebration as this weekend I'm taking my family to Disney on Ice and all kinds of fun. So before I officially jump into the show and news hot off the D-wire, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feed, our lifetime of Disney player, and all kinds of fun right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show right there on your mobile device, whether that's your Android, your iPhone, you name it, right there. Just by subscribing with Stitcher Radio or iTunes, just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand. And you can find all these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, as I already mentioned, the show is kind of light, but since we have the King of Confetti, the Prince of Pandemonium, we might have some Diz Radio dancers and maybe some extra special commercials and just all kinds of fun on the horizon. But let's jump into news hot off the D-Wire. And how about the hottest news? And how about Tom Staggs being named the Chief Operating Officer of the Walt Disney Company? That's right. Tom Staggs is being named Chief Operating Officer of the Disney Company, taking over for Iger. Now that is huge, hot off the D-wire right now this week. In addition, everybody is talking about Disneyland and how about Disneyland announcing its 60th anniversary Diamond Celebration. That's right, it is going to debut all new shows. On January 28th, the Disneyland Resort announced plans for celebrating its 60th anniversary. Now the Disneyland Resort Diamond Celebration is going to debut a new nighttime show as well as all new makeovers for the happiest place on earth. Now Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Chairman Tom Staggs, who now will be the CEO, introduced the Disneyland Resort Diamond Celebration at a press event held at Disneyland Park. Now there are a lot of people there that were talking about many of the particulars, including parades, spectaculars, events, and more. Now for its 60th anniversary, Disneyland Park will debut Paint the Night, an all new electrical parade. That's right, we love our electrical parades for Disney. Mind you, I do wish they would bring back spectral magic. But Paint the Night is going to be an all-new electrical parade and the Disneyland Forever Fireworks Show that's going to make it an all-new extensive use of projection technology, as they've put it. Now, Disney California Adventure will mark the anniversary with a new World of Color show called Celebrate, the Wonderful World of Walt Disney. It will also focus on Walt Disney and his dream of Disneyland. I love that right there because it's focusing on the man who started it all, 
Walt Disney. Now, Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland Park and Carthay Circle Theater in Disneyland California will be bejeweled with all kinds of diamonds and decorations and keeping with the sparkly anniversary theme. Now, each icon will feature a diamond medallion, while Disneyland Resort, the resort itself and surrounding streets, will add additional diamond celebration decoration and festive banners in shades of the Disneyland blue. Now, the Disneyland Resort Diamond Celebration will officially start on May 22nd, and no end date for the celebration has yet been announced, and we all know that's because... Disney does like to keep the celebrations going on for quite some time because as much as many of you get to visit the park every year, a few times a year, you know they got to keep that room and that, that time there for other people to just enjoy it as well. Now the Diamond Celebration is introducing, as I said, the Paint the Night and Disneyland Forever. Now the new electrical parade is going to open on May 22nd and the Paint the Night is a night parade first introduced in Hong Kong Disneyland. Now, it uses more than 1.5 million LED lights as its signature element in its presentation of the Disney stories, which also incorporates floats, special effects, music, characters, performances, and colors, and the parade also features Mickey Mouse. Who else, right? It has to feature Mickey Mouse, who uses his imagination to channel the power of Tinkerbell's pixie dust in order to paint the night. Now, the parade also incorporates characters of Monsters, Inc., Cars, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story, and of course, drumroll, you already know what I'm going to say, Frozen. Now, a new fireworks show will also debut for the Diamond Celebration on that same night. Now, Disneyland Forever is going to utilize the largest installation of projection mapping technology ever in a Disney park, with two original songs that are going to be part of this show, with the theme song called Live the Magic and the closing song Kiss Goodnight, written by Disney legend none other than Richard Sherman. How fantastic is that? I have chills right now just thinking of that with Richard Sherman creating these iconic songs. I mean, seriously, it is a dream come true. Now, the projection technology will reach from the street to the sky and include more than Sleeping Beauty Castle and Main Street USA areas. Now, the projections will also reach to It's a Small World, the Rivers of America, and the Matterhorn. Now, Disney California Adventure is going to be part of all this with the new World of Color for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. Also on May 22nd, Disneyland's California Adventure is going to debut its all-new World of Color for the 60th anniversary. It's going to be called World of Color Celebrate the Wonderful World of Walt Disney, and it's going to pay tribute to the man behind the magic. Now, this is going to be a new World of Color show with Mickey Mouse guiding its guests on a journey dedicated to remembering Walt and his bold imagination. Now, the water, lights, laser, fire, and music spectacular combines memorable Disney animated moments with Walt's dream of Disneyland. As I mentioned, they are also doing a lot of other things to celebrate, including the sparkle moments and the decorations and more. Now, while Disneyland Resort Diamond Celebration event is focused primarily on entertainment and theme decorations, there are many elements that are going to be as well. Now, they are yet unannounced, but there's going to be more coming according to the Disney Parks blog. So let's get ready for that. And if you want to follow them and the Diamond Celebration, you can always do hashtag Disneyland 60. Now, moving right along from Disneyland, Let's talk about the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, and of course Epcot. And one of my favorite things, coffee. We all know I love coffee. How about my peppermint mocha, my triple vente vanilla latte, and of course my triple vente white mocha. So there's a lot of great things that I love with coffee, just getting me energized. And let's not forget a good iced frappuccino. But how about Disney pulling mugs showing the monorail involved in the deadly accident a few years ago. Yes, a Starbucks mug made only available at Walt Disney World has been pulled from its shelves after realizing that the mug had an image of a monorail similar to the one that was involved in the deadly accident. 
Now, the mug showed images from Epcot theme park, and it's colored in light shades of purple, blue, and gray, including a monorail with a purple stripe. Now, purple was retired for use on one of the monorails after the 2009 incident. As the Huffington Post has reported, a monorail backed into the purple train driven by Austin Winnenberg, and Winnenberg was killed in the incident. Now, the Epcot mug is part of the You Are Here series of Starbucks mugs, featuring icons from each of the Disney parks, both Walt Disney World in Florida and Disneyland, California. So if you are one of those people that got those mugs, it is going to be a rare, rare gem. But I can completely understand why they are pulling it, not because anyone complained, just because they realized that it was best to do what was right. Now, staying with Disney, I'm not going to give too much about this, but let's say Walt Disney World always loves to give to charities. And how about Walt Disney World donating $37.9 million dollars to Central Florida Charities. Now, I'm not going to go through and name all these charities, but let's just say Disney is always giving back. And if you're in the Central Florida area, whether that's schools or hospitals or other nonprofit charities, Disney has now donated $37.9 million this last year to Central Florida Charities. Now, moving aside from the parks, let's get into Radio Disney, and we all love music and things like that. How about Radio Disney Music Awards are set for April 25th of this year? Yes, the 2015 Radio Disney Music Awards are set for Saturday, April 25th at the Nokia Theater in L.A., and it's going to be live in Los Angeles on that night. Now in its third year, the show will feature performances by some of the biggest artists in the music industry, whether you're a teen or tween or you name it, somebody who loves pop music, they're going to have a lot of great performers, including presentations of the Radio Disney Arties, the statuettes, as voted on by fans globally. Now the 90-minute televised special and 30-minute pre-show, including red carpet arrivals, will be presented on Sunday, April 26th on the Disney Channel, recapping the entire event. Now highlights will also be available on Radio Disney, the Radio Disney app, the Disney Channel Watch app, and RadioDisney.com. Now the 2015 Radio Disney Music Awards is co-executive produced by Jesse and Evan of Den of Thieves, who also do the MTV Music Awards, American Idol, MTV Movie Awards, and the CMT Music Awards. Now as they've released, we are thrilled to produce the 2015 Radio Disney Music Awards. As a company, we always strive to create the original and exciting shows to bring fans closer to the artists and stars that they love. This year's Radio Disney Music Awards will go even further towards that end. We know it will be an exciting night for all families involved and for everybody to participate and make memories. Now, the pre-show, Artie's Pre-Show Party, will be co-executive produced by Eamon Harrington and John Watkins of Planet Grand Pictures. Now, sticking with television now, moving from radio to television, let's talk about Disney to join eSports fandom with Gamer's Guide to pretty much everything. Yes, if you are a fan of Disney Channel and watching great new Disney Channel content, especially, you know, anything from Watch Disney, Disney XD, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, you name it, Disney is looking to hop on the eSports train with a new show, Gamer's Guide to pretty much everything. And it's going to star none other than Cameron Boyce. That's right, currently Cameron Boyce is a star of the Disney Channel show Jesse, but soon he'll be switching tracks to star in a new series called Gamer's Guide to pretty much everything. While we don't know too much what that means for the show Jesse, we do know that Boyce will be playing a 15-year-old Connor, a video game phenom according to Polygon Pictures. Connor's story will start with him going back to high school after a thumb injury ruins his career as a pro gamer because responsible parents let their children play enough games to make it to the top scene but he's going to be starting high school. Now, with the popularity of video games and electronic sports, we're thrilled to give our audience a brand new series that spotlights one of the biggest passions and features fan favorite stars, 
Cameron Boyce, said Adam Bonnet, Executive Vice President of Original Programming for Disney Channels Worldwide. As they've also said, we are bringing the video game universe to life and giving our popular multi-camera series a fresh new twist by integrating visual special effects, gaming special effects into each episode. You can check out more about the show and keep up to dates with it by following Disney XD and it's going to premiere sometime this summer. Now moving right along, let's get into something that Disney has acquired and how about let's talk about Star Wars. That's right. And how about Star Wars standalone film selects Chris Weiss as the new screenwriter? That's right. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Weiss is the screenwriter for the new spin-off picture. Now, Witta has departed from the project earlier this month, which is reported to be a friendly split between him and Lucasfilm. Now, Weiss is known for his work with his brother Paul Weiss on the comedy films American Pie and About a Boy. Now, she directed the film adaption of the novel The Golden Compass and the film adaption of New Moon from the series of The Twilight books. Now, his most recent film and drama, A Better Life, and the upcoming live-action romantic comedy, Cinderella, were also what he has written the screenplay. Now, Godzilla helmer Gareth Edwards is tapping to direct the standalone picture, and it's rumored to be a group of bounty hunters who plans to steal the first blueprints to the Death Star. It is set before the events of A New Hope, and the earlier rumors suggest that they will be about Boba Fett and or a young Han Solo, though nothing has been announced early as of yet. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about this with these films, but come on, I'm more excited for Episode 7. Now, moreover, the report suggests that the picture will be redesigning the sets from the Star Wars The Force Awakens in order to save money. Now, the forthcoming film is one of two Disney spin-offs that has been in development and the standalone picture that are going to release as well. But like I said, we are excited for many of these to come, and uh, come on, it's Star Wars. Now, as we're continuing on with news here, I'm going to wrap it up a little bit and release the reins to the D-Team, but let's talk about one more thing in Pirates of the Caribbean 5, something that ties the parks together as well as the movies. And how about Kaya Scoladero boarding Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean 5? Yes, Disney has cast Kaya Scoladero, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, as the female lead in the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean film. Now, she's most recently starred in The Maze Runner and the TV series Skins. Now, producer Jerry Bruckheimer has announced the casting of her via Twitter this last week. As he put it, we are pleased to announce that we cast Kaya Scoladero for the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean film, the talented young actor from Skins and The Maze Runner. Now, Johnny Depp will return, of course, as Captain Jack Sparrow, with Javier Bardem playing the villain and also Brenton as a co-star. Now, pre-production on Pirates is already underway in Australia, where the big-budget sequel is going to be shot, and the film is going to hit theaters in July of 2017. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team here. Take a minute, you know, just take a break, have something to drink, relax. We have none other than the King of Confetti, Rip Taylor, stopping in here very shortly. But you have questions, he has answers, and Aaron's going to stop in and answer all those questions, and I want to know. We also have Caitlin back with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resorts, with WDWN2. We have more coming from the D-Wire. We have Nathan with This Week in Disney History and many other goodies. So all of you D-Heads, before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% off your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. There you can save that money and stay at such places like the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom, and more, and save that money and spend it on what else? Souvenirs, and make that trip the most magical that you're going to have. So check them out at dvc-rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. 
So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. I'm going to take a break. We're going to press on, and let's continue on with show number 98 for the week of February 5th, 2015. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. Crisco here to let you know there's a whole new reason to love me. I'm now a gifted athlete and sports hero. Ow! Theme music. This was all about me. <laughs> Spell my name again. Since I'm done polishing my teapot, we can have a tea party with all my dollies. Thanks for the warning. Excuse me, Mum, but I've been summoned to pick up Mr. McDuck. Apparently, he's having another one of his chipper days. Oh, dear. Maybe we better play outside today. Hey, what? It it shook. See? Whack a Rooney. Oh, there's nothing in it. Huh? You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. We had a break from winter here in Arkansas, and it's 70 degrees today. Unfortunately, it's not going to last, but it's a welcome surprise at the end of January. Hope everyone's making it through the winter, wherever you might be listening. Well, you guys have continued to send in great questions, so the virtual mailbag is full. So let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Michael Hethmore of North Carolina, and he writes, In Disney's first kid, there's a lot of stars in the movie, like Sinbad for one. Whatever happened to the actor who played the kid? Also, was there ever a soundtrack for the film? And as always, can we see a Blu-ray soon, or is DVD still around to buy it? Well, this movie was on TV a few months ago, and my son loved it, and I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed it, too. This is a 1996 movie. Sinbad plays a secret service agent that is assigned to protect the president's son, who, let's just say, is a little bit of a handful. 
He just wants to be a normal kid without having a watchdog wherever he goes. As the two butt heads, hilarity ensues, but in the end, they become close. It's a great movie, especially if you're a fan of Sinbad. Brock Pierce played the role of the president's son, Luke Davenport. Pierce had appeared in commercials as a toddler. His first major role was playing a young Emilio Estevez in The Mighty Ducks in 1992. Pierce reprised the role again in D2, The Mighty Ducks. From 1994, Pierce had small roles in Little Big League in 1994, Ripper Man in 1995, Problem Child 3, Junior in Love in 1995, Three Wishes in 1995, and Earth Minus Zero in 1996. Pierce has been involved in the establishment of digital currencies and virtual goods. He played an early role in the development of virtual goods, founding Internet Gaming Entertainment in 2001 and ZAM in 2003. In May 2014, Pierce was elected director of the Bitcoin Foundation. Well, there is a soundtrack available, and you can purchase it on Amazon, and the DVD is readily available at Walmart and Amazon, but unfortunately, there is no news of a Blu-ray in the future. Well, our next question is from Wanda Stillstein of Washington, D.C., and she writes, Disney On Demand, my question is about the Magic Kingdom. I'm a huge fan of Frontierland, even though many people aren't. I was thinking about Splash Mountain. We, know, we all know it's based on Song of the South, but my question is on the TV special on it. I'm not sure, but I can remember a special for the debut of it. You might have answered this one before, so if you have, I'm sorry. Also, was there a time the logs didn't have safety strap or bar? I want to say yes. Thank you, Aaron. Well, I also love Frontierland and Splash Mountain. I think the TV special you're referring to, though, was the one for Splash Mountain at Disneyland. On October 29, 1989, Ernest Goes to Camp aired during the magical world of Disney. Prior to the movie, a special called Ernest at Splash Mountain aired in it. Ernest was seen training for and finally riding the newly opened Splash Mountain. The end result had him bewildered and collapsing to the ground, leaving guests to step on him while boarding the attraction. And you're right about the lap bars. They were added for safety reasons in 2011 during a renovation. Well, our final question is from Mouse on TV 8448 and he writes, Listening to the podcast had me thinking about Disney Afternoon. I was a fan of Gargoyles. How long did it run? Were there any notable names attached to it? Is it available on DVD? Was it based on anything? It was one of the darker Disney shows, but I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed this show too. Gargoyles is an American animated series produced by Walt Disney Television Animation and Buena Vista Television and originally aired from October 24, 1994 to February 15, 1997. The series features a species of nocturnal creatures known as gargoyles that turn to stone during the day. After spending a thousand years in a petrified state, the gargoyles who came from medieval Scotland, are reawakened in modern-day New York City and take on roles as the city's secret nighttime protectors. Voice cast featured actors who are alumni of Star Trek franchises, including Marina Sirtis, who played Deanna Troy, 
and Jonathan Franks, who played William Riker on Star Trek The Next Generation. They were principal cast members. Other Star Trek actors, such as Michael Dorn, who played Worf, Brent Spinner, who played Data, Cole Meany, who played Miles O'Brien, LeVar Burton, who played Geordi LaForge, Nichelle Nichols, who played Uhura, Avery Brooks, who played Benjamin Sisko, and Kate Mulgrew, who played Catherine Janeway, were all guest or reoccurring stars in the series. There are more voice talents than can be named, but some other big names include Ed Asner, Roddy McDowell, and John Rice Davies. The show got inspiration from many Shakespearean characters and stories, particularly those from Macbeth and A Midsummer Night's Dream. The series was also influenced by medieval Scottish history. Weissman also cited the influence of Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears and Hill Street Blues on the series. Hill Street Blues in particular inspired the ensemble format of the series and the 32nd previously on Gargoyles recap found at the beginning of later episodes. Gummy Bears was an influence on the original comedy development of the show, which was subsequently made darker and more serious before production. Some aspects of the series Bonkers, which Weissman helped develop, also influenced the show to some degree. Most noticeably, the relationship of Toon Cop Bonkers and his human partner Miranda Wright were used as a template for the relationship of Gargoyle Goliath and Elisa Mazza, as was the then-recent movie Beauty and the Beast. In 2004, the 10th anniversary of its premiere, Buena Vista Home Entertainment released Season 1 of Gargoyles on DVD. The first half of the second season was released in December of 2005. Then on June 25, 2013, Volume 2 of Season 2 was released on DVD as a Disney Movie Club exclusive. Season 2 Volume 2 is also for sale on the DisneyStore.com. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. One thousand years ago, Superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect. Frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken, and we live again. We are defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Hello, kitties. It's me. John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs>
down to the theater. I did a big deed, an actor's life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane, a watch of gold with a diamond chain. I did a big day, an actor's life is gay. It's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me. Turned out to did the dum, did the up the dum the dum. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. If you're looking for something fun to do outside of the parks one night, but still in Disney, check out Splitsville Luxury Lanes. They recently introduced live music every Saturday night. From 9 to 12.30, you can catch the Jimmy James Band, Blonde Ambition, or a guest artist rocking out on lots of fun cover tunes. Splitsville has also expanded their menu this year. Try their new crispy wings, a foghorn burger, steak alfredo, or California crunch roll. And did I mention the drinks? Three words. Cinnamon toast colada. I mean, could that sound any better? They've also got sangrita on the menu, their own half sangria, half margarita concoction. As I mentioned last week, Flame Tree Barbecue and Animal Kingdom is being refurbished this spring to add more seating, but you can still find some of their menu items in the park. Most are located at the Beastly Kiosk and Gardens Kiosk, but check out our blog on DizRadio.com for a full list of locations. Big news for coffee mug collectors, Starbucks has added Disney Parks mugs to their You Are Here mug series, and we can't wait to get our hands on some. With a design for every Disney park and cute retro styling, these are sure to be crowd pleasers. You can also pick up Disney Parks Starbucks tumblers. They have an iced and hot beverage style available. These are already for sale in the parks at Starbucks locations, and there is a limit of five items per purchase. One more thing, fans of the Tower of Terror, prepare to empty your wallets. Starting February 13th, a brand new Hollywood Tower Hotel authentic merchandise line will be available in the Tower Hotel gift shop. We can't wait to see all the cute new things. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Fun to be free, to be on the move, to go anywhere with never a care to. 
do all there is to be done. It's fun to be free, I am. It's fun to be free. To be on the move. To ride or to hike, wherever you like to. Thrill to this beautiful land. Why is everybody happy? You'll see what heaven can be. It's fun to be free. Yes, sir. On those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney on Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced and a little disgusted. All right, all VD heads. So I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed the D team stopping in here. You have questions; he always has the answers, and Aaron's always answering those questions for you. So keep the questions coming, all VD heads, and Caitlin always giving us the latest rundown from the Walt Disney World Resort, wrapping that up in two short minutes. What better way to get the news? If you want to connect up with the D-Team like Aaron and Caitlin, definitely drop them a line on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. So all of you D-Heads, as we're continuing on here, we have lots of fun things on the horizon. We have Rip Taylor, yes, the King of Confetti, the Prince of Pandemonium, Hollywood Squares, also the Genie from DuckTales the Movie, stopping in here very shortly and we have more from the d-team as well so i'm going to jump into more news hot off the d-wire and how about the walt disney family museum being honored at the annie awards this last week that's right saturday january 31st marked the 42nd annual annie awards recognizing the year's best in animation now the black tie event kicked off at 5 p.m with red carpet arrivals and vip champagne receptions now there are a lot of great things that were scheduled including the annie awards honoring overall excellence and individual achievements bill farmer none other than goofy was awarded an annie award and many others it was fantastic and this year they were also honoring many different people including the walt disney family museum that's right including many different recipients including the special achievement award and the walt disney family museum it was fantastic a great great event and if you didn't get a chance to check it out or even know what the annie awards are the Annie Awards were created in 1972 by June Foray, and the Annie Awards have grown in scope and stature for the past four decades. Now, you can find out more about this at AnnieAwards.org, and that's A-N-N-I-E. And let me tell you, if you're a fan of animation and voiceover work and true arts, 
in that industry, you definitely got to check out the Annie Awards. Now, since we are talking about a variety of different animation classics and uh, voices and people behind it, let's jump back to Frozen because there's always Frozen news. And how about the Land of Frozen coming to Disney Cruise Lines this summer? That's right. Beginning in summer of 2015, Disney Cruise Line guests can immerse themselves in the animated hit Frozen with brand new experiences inspired by the film, including a spectacular deck party, a three-song stage show production number, and new character meet-and-greets, storybook adventures, ashore and offshore, and more. That's right, a day of Frozen fun, including the new deck party. Now, as I mentioned, debuting this summer on select Disney Magic and Disney Wonder sailings to Europe, Alaska, and Disney Cruise Line guests are being transported to the land of Frozen, when the ship is being transformed into a winter wonderland, and a day of Frozen fun culminates with an extravagant celebration with friends from the kingdom of Arendelle. Yes, on one special morning, guests are going to wake up to discover a magical freeze has taken over the atrium lobby, with sparkling icicles adorned with a grand staircase resembling the majestic mountaintop ice palace of Queen Elsa. Now, icy adventures and fun for the entire family are going to happen throughout the day that include all new meet and greets and themed experiences. There's going to be memorable moments with Anna, Elsa, and for the first time in forever with Kristoff and Olaf. There's going to be Anna's chase for the chocolate scavenger hunts, the maypole swirl and twirl for families to learn about traditional Scandinavian dance, where you can spin, braiding giant ribbons, and many other things, frozen-themed dining experiences, including a menu inspired by traditional Nordic fare and special dishes inspired by the film. Now, the evening fun is going to kick off with freezing the night away with Anna, Elsa, and her friends, a family-friendly interactive deck party that's featuring the famous royal sisters of Arendelle and their fun-loving Nordic companions. Now, the celebration begins with a high-energy line of dancers set to the movie's ice-cutting theme, as well as many different arrivals of Kristoff and twirling ice picks and Princess Anna. As I said, there's a lot of things with this. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but there's going to be brand new scenes featuring frozen characters as well as magical meet and greets where Olaf is going to be giving warm hugs as he joins Anna and Elsa and their royal tour to the Disney Cruise Line ships beginning this summer. There's going to be adventures on shore in Norway. Yes, the Disney Cruise Line guests who travel aboard the Disney Magic Norway, the land that inspired Arendelle from Frozen, will have the opportunity to join exciting new port adventures that bring this fairy tale to life. One signature adventure ashore is going to be exclusively for the Disney Cruise Line. There's other offshore excursions and onshore excursions, and many of these are going to be taking place kicking off June 6th, 2015. If you want to find out more about this, definitely check it out at the Disney Cruise Lines at DisneyCruise.com. Now, pushing along here with news, all of you D-heads, I do have a couple other things here. As I mentioned, the D-team is short here this week. Yes, our crew is a little light, so that's putting the offer back out to you, all of you D-heads, once again. We are looking for crew and new D-team members. If you think you have an idea for a new segment, you want to be part of the show, whether that's on-air, off-air, or even just blogging and helping out as part of our D-team, contact us. We are looking to expand the D-team here at the show with almost five years approaching here at the show. Yes, this April, it is our five-year anniversary. How awesome is that? In just a couple of weeks, we have our 101st show with our 100th celebrity guest. So we have a lot of great things on the horizon, all of you D-heads. So if you want to get involved, you want to become part of our team, drop us a line, dizradio at gmail.com. That's D-I-Z radio at gmail.com. Drop us a line, and you don't have to have any experience or ever podcasted before or even blogged before. It doesn't make a difference. We just want somebody who wants to be part of our family and has a love of Disney. So if you want to become part of the crew, part of the team, 
drop us that line at dizradio at gmail.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I mentioned, it is my birthday tomorrow. I am getting excited as I'm taking my family to see Disney on ice this weekend to celebrate my birthday. And as I mentioned, the D-team is a little light. So as I'm gearing up for the one and only Rip Taylor to stop in, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team as we have Nathan stopping in as he's going to give us Lexi's Hollywood Walk. Yes, as we mentioned, our DT member from Down Under has now gone on to work at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, so she's taking a bit of a hiatus. So Nathan, who does Disney history, is going to be stopping in with this week's Hollywood Walk with more information about the one and only Rip Taylor, and I'm going to release the reins and uh, put some filler in here for the D-team with the Diz Radio dancers and uh, maybe some commercial breaks that are unique. So enjoy some uh, Macarena fun and dance your heart away with the Diz Radio dancers and enjoy some buffers. And when I come back, we're going to have the one and only, the Prince of Pandemonium, the crazy man himself, the iconic Rip Taylor. Be right back, all VT heads.
Bird and their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that when I come into an audition as a casting director I am looking for a multitude of things we are storytellers so we want to see you bring a story to life we want to see you bring yourself to life a special spark and, and a personality that draws you to them we have roles for actors singers and dancers and we are just looking for dynamic performers in each of those categories. Auditioning for the Walt Disney Company is probably the one of the easiest and most relaxed atmospheres. They have a great way of welcoming you in and putting you at ease when you're doing your audition. We are going to try to get through um, everyone quickly because we want to be respectful of your time. The first thing they're going to do when they show up is um, sign in at our registration desk and um, they can either turn in a headshot or resume or fill out the appropriate paperwork. It's kind of a cattle call type audition. You usually have about 100 to 200 people in the room with you. We'll have our own choreographer here and teach them dance steps. There's nothing to prepare in advance. From here, we're going to rock out on the right foot. You usually start with a ballet combination. They'll cut people from there. Then they'll do a jazz combination. They'll cut further down until the numbers are probably about just what they're looking for. They really coach you in your auditions. Um, they work with you in trying to pull out what they want and and seeing that they can get what they want out of you. Many of the auditions have a dance portion, but not all of them do. If you're here for an acting audition, we like a one-minute comedic monologue. If it's a singing audition, they'll go back and perform their 16 bars of music. I went in with what I felt showcased me the best and what really made my voice shine. I could show them what I can do. We're looking for vocalists, improv actresses and actors. Professional dancer. Red, yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, yellow, orange, red, 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 yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, yellow, orange, red, red. Blend them up and what do you get, cerise, chartreuse, and arc? Mauve, beige, and ultramarine, and every color in between. Hello, Kawai, Kai, Non, Chalumbum, color has its harmony. And just like I have said, red, yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, blue, purple, red, red. Blend them all and what do you get? Three chartreuse and aqua, mauve, beige and ultramarine and every color in between. Ing the psycho foes die, brun, brun, color has its harmony and just like I have said. Red, yellow, green, red, blue, pink, gray and white and plaid and blue, green, white, yellow and two dims and, and, and red and, and stripes with blue and, and black and Plaid and, and, and what, what, wait a second, what, what's going on with all the colors? Blue, red, green, green, white, white, black, black, what, this, whatever happened to just plain old lavender blue dilly 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 dilly. <laughs> Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Lights! Camera! 
Hi again, everyone. Nathan here filling in some huge Aussie shoes this week for Lexi and ready for taking them on a stroll for the Hollywood Walk. The guest this week is with all of our guests, truly needs no introduction. That is why I'm here, though, to give him the due he has deserved. No matter how you want to address him, Jeannie, Captain Kitty, CJ, Uncle Fester, it'll always lead you right back to none other than Mr. Rip Taylor. Hollywood voice and stage actor of legend, Rip Taylor was born January 13, 1934 in Washington, D.C. to his mother Elizabeth and his father Charles. Later in life, Rip joined the U.S. Army Signal Corps and served in the Korean War during his time with them. Rip got his Hollywood start on the Jackie Gleason show in multiple seasons as the crying comedian and moved on from there to bigger and better things. Of those, he is in over 49 films acting, and that's not even including his over 84 appearances as himself on shows, movies, and even more. That's a heck of a career. Rip Taylor has been in many shows and movies from all ranges across the board. Most notably, his voice acting is top-notch, as he has been in many children's and animated shows and movies to boot. Just to name a few, he has been in The Emperor's New Groove as the Royal Record Keeper and the Royal Judge, Mr. Wacky Pants on the new What's New Scooby-Doo, Larry on The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Leo on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wacky Weasel on Bonkers, Uncle Fester on The Addams Family, Captain Kitty on Tom and Jerry the Movie, Jeannie on DuckTales the Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, CJ on Scooby-Doo Goes to Hollywood, Jack Merrill on The Brady Bunch Variety Hour, and Glick on The Monkees. If I keep saying more of the things Rip has been in, I might not have a speaking voice left. Now, I by no means have done his career justice, as there are many, many, many things that he has taken part in, and mocking Reading Rainbow, don't take my word for it. Head over yourself to Wikipedia or IMDB.com and take a look for yourself. You might even have some of his movies or TV shows sitting on your shelf at home and never made the connection. Just to give an example, I never had any idea that Rip Taylor was the very actor that played the Mad Hatter on one of my favorite 60s shows, Batman. I grew up watching the reruns of that, just to give my young age a throw out there. But I just, I absolutely love his work, thinking back to all the things that he's been in, and uh, going through his amazing career list here, I, I never made the connection that he was in half the things that stood out to me so much as a child. So anyways, go on there and uh, check out, maybe there's some Netflix or Hulu's movies that you could watch this weekend with your family and uh, discover some for yourself. So, Rip Taylor, from all the Diz Radio team and family, as well as your whole fan base and my childhood of hearing your voice work, thank you for all that you did and continue to do for us, the fans. I truly hope you enjoy our interview this week. Drop us a line and give us some feedback on the show after you give it a listen. Thanks, everybody, and see you real soon. Lights. Camera. Action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those is somebody who is no stranger to anyone from television, a film, you name it. We have none other. Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Definitely Las Vegas. And, I, you know, it wouldn't be right to say without introducing the king of confetti, none other than Rip Taylor. Oh, my God. God, is he still alive? Good Lord, I know who he is. Look him up on RipTaylor.com, the website. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's been some time that we've been trying to get you on the show here. So many different... I know, I'm so sorry, but you know, things happen, but here we are. Right. I mean, you know, so many different things on the horizon. I mean, everything from, you know, a bio, I mean, it's so many different things. I guess to start off, though, you know, with uh, early on in your career and the Ed Sullivan Show and so many different things, what got you started in this career? Well, I was in the army and on the troop ship. I rather than throw up every every day because everybody got so seasick. I went to the uh, radio station on the other. Kept playing music, and by chance I heard this man singing on the record. And I went into the radio booth and I said, "What's that?" He said, "It's Mario Lanza singing Be My Love." So I started mouthing the words. As he was singing it, it became record pantomime, and that's how I started. I was mouthing, and then I did a record act for a long time when I got into Tokyo and stayed there. Can you imagine that's so silly? <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where it fell into place, and, you know, you went on with so many different things that were your signature moments, I guess, you know, from bright costumes and props and you name it. I mean, you know, it really did live up to King of Confetti with so many different things from David Letterman, Gong Show, you know, Password. I guess, you know, looking back at this... And then the movies, and then Vegas, and then TV, sure. Thank God. Well, in Vegas, you know, Vegas is full of so many different things. I guess, what was it like headlining in Las Vegas? Well, I wasn't headlining first. I was working with Sammy Davis for many years and all the big side, Judy Garland, and still work with Debbie Reynolds even to this day. But then uh, after a while, I won Entertainer of the Year three years in a row, and I said, holy Jesus, are they lonely? They picked me, but anyway, they did. <laughs> and it was wonderful. I legally still live in Las Vegas, and no state tax, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, I guess in looking back at this and so many different things, you know, many Disney fans, they would be upset if I didn't bring it about. You've done so many different characters for Disney as well, and most notably being in DuckTales the movie as the role of the genie. Yeah, and Sigmund and the Sea Monster. I did a lot of that stuff. I had that, all that stuff. Thank God, because the voice, I didn't know I had a voice like that, but it worked for me. <laughs> well, you know, and DuckTales the movie has gone down into, you know, uh, I guess uh, many Disney fans' collections. They love it. I guess in doing Doing voice work is that something you truly enjoy as well? Just being behind the microphone and just well, you don't have to. You don't have to look your best. You know what I'm talking about. You're in a studio with other people who have no makeup on and no women and no. You know they don't have their hair done and it's just fun. Well, you know, and and looking, I guess throughout your entire career, so many different things. You have this distinct image. You know, over two thousand television appearances under your belt. But the one thing that really sticks out is Ed Sullivan couldn't remember your name. Yeah, I walked on stage and and he didn't know my name. Couldn't read the cue card so his son-in-law pushed me out i pulled the hair from my nose started a tear came down my eye and i'm heading towards him he says here he is the crying comedian and that's how that happened so i told all my jokes i said i bought a suit today with two pair of pants and i burned a hole in the coat and i started crying he said you're the crying comedian and that stayed for years <laughs> i mean you can't make you can't make this stuff up well, you know, and you're full of so many different stories like that. And looking back at this, I mean, one of the staples on television that everybody would know you from, at least from my generation, is Hollywood Squares. Now, how fun was it to be part of that show? Well, that was fun because they wrote the questions. You had to make up your answers, but they gave you some answers to pick from. But we always got better than what they gave us. You know what I'm saying. That, that was a gift. Well, then I got the $1.98 Beauty Show member for Chuck Paris. And then I then recently, well, last two years ago, and all the jackass movies, I'm at the end of every one of them. 
Definitely. You know, and, you know, it really did solidify, you know, I mean, your legacy. And I was about to bring that up because, you know, with even, you know, spanning 40 years, you know, my parents, you know, they recall everything from your career. I do. And now, you know, the younger generation with the Jackass films and Aquabats and so many different things, I guess that that leads me to bring you to, you know, a, a biography because, you know, you have so many different things, you know, 40 years, which, I mean, you've touched base, like I said, from everything from Ed Sullivan to David Letterman, The Gong Show, you know, Jackass, you name it. And then I did Broadway. I did Sugar Babies with Ann Miller. I replaced Mickey Rooney. Then I did Sugar Babies. I did Peter Pan. I was Captain Hook. And then I did Anything Goes at Atlantic, Atlantic City, New Jersey with Carol Lawrence and Jillian Pro. Well, a lot of theater. Definitely. You know, and well, and one of them that I think was always fun was uh, every time you were a regular on the Brady Bunch Hour. Oh, yeah. And Ann B. Ann B. Davis hated me. Hated me. Write that down. Well, why was that? I don't know. Probably competition. I was funny and she was funny. But she was there longer than I. You know, oh, who is this? Who is he? You know, that stuff. That was difficult because I didn't do anything against her. Just to, uh, when you walk on the set, you don't laugh at hello, goodbye, you know, rude. Now, you know, you have uh, spanned so many generations, you know, even within the Disney community, like I said, from DuckTales, the movie as Genie, you've been on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and now with your biography, I guess, how did it come about doing a biography? And Well, this man that saw me and is a fan had finished, we finally just took a year and a half to do the darn thing, and we're going to do it. It's called, I, want to call, I wanted to call it ripped open he said no call it a, a, a rip rip hooray and that, that's what we're calling it it comes out the end of february then you'll hear about it all over the country we'll have it you know a showing and all that stuff a premiere blah, 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 thank you but that's a lot of fun to do then you don't realize see because i'm like uh you know the waiter next you know i don't live in the past really i remember what i've done i had fun doing it but i'm like next you know what I mean? Definitely. Well, and and you know that's that's the thing that keeps your career continuously evolving and moving. And yeah, and me too. Yeah. Now, I guess with that too, and next, and you know, with the biography and taking so long to do it, I guess what was it like, kind of going back through, you know, memory lane and kind of looking back at some of these things? Well, I, I I did a play called It Ain't All Confetti, and then I remembered what I had done, and it sort of broke my heart some of the things I had to do, and I spilled some of the sad things to the audience in the play, and it really got me. I was crying. They were crying. Good God, it wasn't a pity party, but it was fun to do the play, which became the documentary. Now we're doing everything in the documentary with film clips and everything, too, which is even more fun. I, You know, I forgot half the stuff I saw. I'm dying to know how it ends. Now, with, uh, you know, looking back at a lot of these things, I guess in so many different aspects of your career and, you know, moving on and going to the next thing. And like I said, you've been part of 2000 appearances. Was there ever one appearance that really sticks out in your mind as the one where you just whether it was something happened or something memorable or just one of those things where you look back and you're like, all right, I'm never going to forget that one. The next one. (laughs) Now, that is a good answer. I thank you. I don't dance. Of course, it's a good answer, you dingy. Now, uh, you know, we know you're always on the go and so many different things and so many different things on the horizon. Do you have anything, uh, I guess, coming out in the next year or so or in the next couple of years other than your biography that you can kind of let us in on? Are we just going to have to continue flipping through those? No, I get I get the phone calls daily for this, that and the other. So I don't plan ahead that much. I got, you know, people who work for me that do. 
But no, we nothing. We get, I look forward to tomorrow. Make sure I wake up okay, healthy. Definitely. Well, you know, you know, we know you have so many different things on you know on the horizon. Like I said, the biography is coming out, and everybody's looking forward to the Prince of Pandemonium, the Count of Chaos, the Maharaja of Mayhem, all all the different terms that you've uh, come to know over the years, and of course the signature look. Now I have to ask, how did the signature look come about with all the bright colors, the craziness, the mustache? How did that come about, or is it just truly just your style it was just my gift i thought of doing it right away on the spot i had no idea i had no premonition about i'm going to do this and look like that it just happened and i was more surprised that they accepted it than you are because when they accepted it i got more and more and more now i do props and there's someone else called the king of props he's a liar he's no king of damn props i am no names, no names, please. Well, you know, you're beyond just the king of props, though, because with with so many different appearances, I will say this, from spanning 40 years in your career, and you've been touched upon for so many different things, like I said, for my parents, Ed Sullivan Show, for me, Hollywood Squares, and then, of course, you got younger generations with Home Alone 2, the Adams Family uh, animated series. And how about, how about Cheech and Chong? Can you imagine that couple? We did those, too. Oh, who who can forget Cheech and Chong? And then, uh, you, you know, and then of course the genie and Disney's Ducktales. I mean, there's so many different aspects that you've touched people's lives. Where even if they recognize just your face or your voice, it's kind of Rip Taylor has always been there and part of something in their entertainment lives. How does that feel knowing that? I'm exhausted. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't sound exhausted. Um, well, you, you're not supposed to. You dingy. Are you crazy? I'm, I'm pooped. Well, you sound like a strapping, you know, 25-year-old just ready to... Well, the left side, on the left side, yes. <laughs> well, you know, we don't want to take too much of your time, but of course, the biography, you know, looking back and just, you know, being able to chat with, you know, the king of confetti here and so many different things. I mean, there's just so much stuff coming up. Like you said, you're always looking forward to the next to the next. What would you want to... What would you want to leave out there for all the fans listening in who are Rip Taylor fans? Well, first of all, a lot of gratitude and thank you for even remembering my name as opposed to Rip Torn, for God's sake. <laughs> but his real name, my real name is Charles Taylor, Charles Rip Taylor. But his is not Rip Torn, but it's a made-up name, but it sounds theatrical, doesn't it, the actor? Definitely. I just want to keep working and be happy and healthy. That's all. My feet are hurting a little bit today. Well, you know, the best thing, though, is you have the energy. You have the humor. You don't have to stand up, so it's okay. Yeah, I got the energy when the light goes on, pal. I know when to do that. <laughs> well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in and chat with us here and just take that quick trip down memory lane. And Oh, well, thank you. are so kind to remember anything, my God. And, and, and I can't thank you enough for remembering and, and reminding me. I'm exhausted hearing how hard I worked. But I have more fun than the audience. It's a sin. Well, it was our pleasure once again, Rip, and you are always welcome back anytime. Call me in a few more weeks. We'll check up on something else. You have my number.
Hi again, D-Heads, and welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. This week there are quite a few football references as the Super Bowl is right around the corner, mainly dealing with tons of athletes who shouted the famous words, I'm going to Disney World. So, as always, let's begin. Starting out this week in Disney history, we start out in 1832, where English novelist Charles Ludwig Dodson, better known as Lewis Carroll, is born in Daresbury, Cheshire, England. And moving on to a few years later, in 1864, author Lewis Carroll asks illustrator Sir John Tenniel, the principal political cartoonist for England's Punch magazine, to illustrate his story, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. The book will first be published in November of 1865, one year later. In 1884, vaudeville comic Eddie Collins, the performance model and voice for Dopey in Disney's 37 Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, was born in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Moving on to the 1900s, in 1926, screen legend Paul Newman, the voice of Doc Hudson for 2006's Cars, is born in Shaker Heights, Ohio. In 1931, actor Dean Jones, best known for his comical Disney roles between 65 and 77, and everyone's favorite love bug racer is born in Morgan City, Alabama. In 1941, Disney's third feature film, Fantasia, has its Hollywood premiere. In 1951, singer-songwriter and Disney legend Phil Collins is born in London, England. He's composed music for such Disney features as Brother Bear and Tarzan for both screen and stage. In 1957, Film and television actress Jennifer Lewis, the voice of Mama Odie in 09's The Princess and the Frog, as well as Flo in Cars 1 and 2, is born in Missouri. One year later, in 1958, Emmy Award-winning stand-up comedian, television hostess, and actress Helen, Ellen DeGeneres is born in Materi, Louisiana. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. In 1961, Disney's 17th animated feature film, 101 Dalmatians, premieres and will be released one month later. In 1969, comedian, actor, and writer Patton Oswalt, the voice of Remy in Disney Pixar's 2007 Ratatouille, is born in Portsmouth, Virginia. In 1971, actress Minnie Driver, who is the voice of Jane Porter in Disney's Tarzan, is born in London, England. In 1978, Disney animators Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas who are two of Walt's nine old men retired together. Moving on to 1982, Wally Bogue, the original Pecos Bill, gives his 39,522nd and last performance at the Golden Horseshoe Review at Disneyland. He's done the show almost continuously since its original opening of 55 and puts him in the Guinness Book of World Records, earning him the title of most number of performances for a show. That's pretty admirable. In 1986, Steve Jobs buys the computer graphics division of George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic, also known as ILM, which is a motion picture visual effects company for $10 million and incorporates it as Pixar. In 1987, Super Bowl XXI is played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. The halftime show is a Disney production called A Salute to Hollywood's 100th Anniversary and featured many local schools and their drill teams and dancers. Also at that Super Bowl, the New York Giants won over the Denver Broncos 39-20. Moving on to 1988, groundbreaking for the Dolphin Hotel and Swan Hotel Complex begins at Disney World. Also in 1998, Walt Disney World's Epcot debuted Illuminations, which will have three different variants of it over the next 24 years of production. And also in 1988, 
quarterback Doug Williams of the Washington Redskins announced, I'm going to Disneyland following his team's win over the Denver Broncos at Super Bowl XXII in San Diego. Moving on to 1990, Coca-Cola and Disney signed a 15-year marketing agreement in which Coca-Cola products will be used exclusively in all theme parks. Also in 1990, at Super Bowl XXIV in New Orleans, quarterback Joe Montana of the San Francisco 49ers shouts, I'm going to Disney World, after his team defeated the Denver Broncos 55-10. Three years later, in 1993, at Super Bowl XXVII in Pasadena, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Troy Aikman declared, I'm going to Disneyland after his team's 52-17 win over the Buffalo Bills. Also in 1993, Toontown continued its official grand opening festivities at Disneyland. On hand to take part in the parade and special events was Michael Eisner, Robin Williams, Sally Fields, Dan Aykroyd, Danny DeVito, Ted Danson, and Tom Selleck. Toontown will continue and be dedicated the following day. Moving on to 1994, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin debuted at Disneyland's Mickey Toon Mickey's Toontown. Also in 1994, at Super Bowl 28 in Atlanta, Dallas Cowboys running back Emmett Smith shouted, I'm going to Disney World, following his team's 30-13 win over the Buffalo Bills. And in 1996, two years after his last Super Bowl win, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Emmett Smith again declared, I'm going to Disneyland, this time instead of Disney World, following his team's 27-17 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers at Super Bowl 30, which was played at the Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. Moving on to 1998 at Super Bowl 32 in San Diego, Denver Broncos quarterback John Elway declared, I'm going to Disneyland after his team defeated the Green Bay Packers 31-24. And moving on to 1999 at Super Bowl 33 in Miami, Terrell Davis and John Elway of the Denver Broncos shouted, we're going to Disney World following their team's 34-19 win over the Atlanta Falcons. And also in 1999, McDonald's opened a themed restaurant in the Disney Village area at Disneyland Paris. And moving on to 2000, the halftime show at Super Bowl 34 in Atlanta featured Disney's Tapestry of Nations. The 20-minute performance at the Georgia Dome included Christina Aguilera and Enrique Iglesias singing Celebrate the Future Hand in Hand. Also, Phil Collins entertained the Atlanta crowds with his Two Worlds song from Disney's Tarzan, and later on in the night, after St. Louis scored their victory, St. Louis Rams quarterback Kurt Warner exclaimed, I'm going to Disney World after his team defeated the Tennessee Titans 23-16. Moving on to 2001, we have our last Super Bowl tidbit this week. With Super Bowl 35 played at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, where the Baltimore Ravens quarterback Trent Dilfer exclaimed, I'm going to Disney World after his team defeated the New York Giants 34-17. Also in 2001, Disney's Dinosaur originally released in May 2000, Thunders on to DVD and video. Moving on to 2002, Disney's 2001 Atlantis, The Lost Empire is released on DVD and video. And in 2004, the historic Egyptian theater in Hollywood screened Disney's Sleeping Beauty in its original 70mm format. And closing out this week in Disney history, as well as many tongue twisters with all the Super Bowl facts, we end in 2009 where Mary Poppins, originally released in theaters in 1964, is finally released on DVD as a 45th anniversary edition. Also in 2009, at Epcot, the Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure debuted, which was a treasure hunt using high-tech spy gadgetry, and the interactive game is based on the Disney animated TV series, Kim Possible. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something that maybe you didn't know. I hope you and your family all enjoy the Super Bowl, 
Have a great week. See you real soon. <laughs> Spin it! Let's begin it. team to our laboratory to give us their opinions of Disney's DuckTales video game from Capcom. Yes! Awesome! You'll have exciting adventures helping Scrooge McDuck escape danger and become the richest duck in the world. Cool! Totally hot! Way radical, man! Excellent! It's a quacker! Oh! Disney's DuckTales game for your Nintendo Entertainment System by Capcom. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand Ooh, i thought you were dead with your host jonathan johnson what my dad gave it to me it shows exactly where we are on the planet boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. was this baby we'll never be alive. you just tell the man you want to go back to your mother all right, all of you D-Heads, so I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun things on the horizon, and I got to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only, the TV icon, Rip Taylor, for stopping in here at the show. Rip, it truly was a pleasure the many times we've talked off air, and of course, stopping in here at the show, you truly are a television icon. 
Thank you once again for stopping in. It was a fantastic time. And I'd also like to thank the D team of Caitlin, Aaron, and Nathan, all for stopping in here this weekend, holding their ground, making the show fantastic and full of magic. And remember, you can always connect up with the D team on our official website at DizRadio.com. And finally, I'd like to thank you, all of the D-heads. You are the reason we make this show happen. You are the reason that we come back every single week as we close in on our five-year anniversary. You are the reason that we keep coming back consistently every single week to bring the magic, the memories from your lifetime of Disney to you. So thank all of you, the D-heads. Now, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have more things on the horizon with more guests with show number 99 next week. But before I let you go, I want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feed, our lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio. That's D-I-Z Radio or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always find all these links and social media right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest show right there on your mobile device, your Android, and more. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have another very special guest lined up for show number 99 as we get that much closer to our 101st show and our 100th guest. And we have something very fun planned for that as well. So, as you get ready for our next show, we're gearing up for our next show. I have a mighty full weekend as uh, now my four-year-old has started hockey. We have gymnastics and all kinds of running around that parents do. Just remember, take that time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online and make it a magical weekend.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.